Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Thanks once again for joining us on Exit Your Way Live. This is a really special episode for me. Actually, I'm kind of nervous for this. I'll just be right out there because I'm interviewing family. And yeah. I, I've looked like an idiot a lot around my family, but hopefully not today. So with me today, I've got Craig Postalka. Craig is the president and founder of DSI Design Solutions and Integration. And uh, glad to have you here, Craig. Good to be here. All right. So this is interesting. You're in a you're in a business this year that there's a lot of things that are happening in your industry you're in and 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 those kind of things which we'll get to in a minute. But um, you know some of the, some of the things that I like to talk about with people on here are just kind of how you how you started out in the industry you're in and starting out in the early days. You know because it's always good to to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, there was, uh, I suppose, go back to way to the beginning. Um, I was, uh, I learned early on, you know, in uh, probably in the, in the late 90s there, 99, roughly. Um, I was, I was getting into the, uh, the automation side of stuff and, that's kind of what I went to school for a little bit, but um, really more self-taught to do the programming and stuff. But um, so I, I got some experience at a way drying plant, um, did doing some programming on, on the DOS side of things um, and, and learned a lot about the electronics. Um, and so I, I, I was able to start out in the DOS era and uh, shift from DOS to, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so we're talking, it's funny to see these kids today and how they, they, uh, they fly through this, the programming and everything's, you know, window based or modules or whatever. And, um, you know, some of them are still are actually pretty good at scripting, but, but anyway, back to uh, the beginning, um, you know, I was, I started programming in a DOS software and, and, uh, um, and I remember taking, uh, I went back for some night classes for C programming, which helped me out tremendously on the scripting side. But, um, I haven't done any programming probably now for the last, I suppose, 10 years now, but in the beginning it was just me. And, and, uh, um, I don't know, I, when I was in school, I never thought I'd be where I'm at today. Definitely not. Um, but it, it was so intriguing to see this um, in school. I actually had a little handheld deal, you know, about programming contacts. And I mean, it was just, it was so basic, but it was so cool because you had this little box 
and you put you put some information in, then it would, you know, with inputs and outputs, it would control things. So yeah, it just intrigued me. So anyway, uh, so fast I remember. Forward. I don't know if you remember that. I remember when you worked in that way drying plant. We went out there one night, and you were showing us something. You were programming where they loaded the trucks and this brand new PLC thing that controlled the truck loading or some darn thing like that. And yeah. I remember that when you were starting out, how excited you were because you really liked that stuff. Oh yeah. It, it was so intriguing. And, and I remember doing that and I did a bill lading and everything. So it, it actually, uh, when they were done loading, um, loading the truck itself, of course it did it all automatically. And first thing yeah. it would do is CIP the truck. And then, you know I mean? So there's, and then it would load the truck. And then when it was done, it was ran through a, uh, an actual certified meter. And then it would actually kick it back out and do a bill lading out to an Excel spreadsheet. And then it would print out on a dot matrix printer, you know? So, I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, I mean, it just, yeah. Uh, it gives me shivers just thinking about it because I, it, there's nothing better than to go in and create something like that. And then boom, you know, it, it works. And, you know, so yeah, that was, that was cool stuff. Um, you know, but in, in, uh, so in that way drying plant, plus I did a lot of work for Land O'Lakes too. Um, but in, uh, in right at 2000 there, um, you know, after I went to that way drying plant, I worked there for two years and then I worked for another smaller in integration firm for a couple of years. And there was a gentleman that was working in there with me. Um, and he, uh, he wanted to go out on his own. And I said, well, you know, he asked me if I wanted to, be a partner with him. And I said, sure. And I mean, I, I didn't know anything about business, you know, I mean, a handshake meant a contract, you know, but so, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that's been through this story, but um, so we, uh, uh, he started out and I stayed at that place where we were working, but I worked at nights with him um, and I started doing all of his bidding for him and, um, and I was landing some jobs and stuff. And um, so then I, I moved over there. It was literally within a few months, I moved over there and started working there. And pretty soon we hired another programmer. And we went about a year. And I finally got up the guts to start building the house. And, <laughs> so and, so you were you were working on your own this first time out on your own. You're yeah. about a year, and you're like, okay, now it's it's going good enough. I'm going to build a house. Yep, yep. And mind you, I didn't have any paperwork signed with this guy, you know. So it was yeah. all on a handshake, and and I I I assumed I had forty percent of the company, and he had sixty percent of the company, and you know, I was like, okay, whatever, you know. I'm just I was just hungry, you know. I yeah, just yeah. I just was loving it, so yeah. Um, and, um, lo and behold, on a, like I said, it lasted about a year like this. And then on a Friday, I come pulling into the, into the yard where we were building the house and preparing for my weekend of, of, you know, 14 hour day, 15, 16, whatever it is to work on the house and be dead to go to work on Monday morning. But, and I started I think I was windows or siding or something. And all of a sudden I get this phone call from this guy and, and he tells me, starts talking a little bit. He says, well, next Friday you're out of a job. I said, what? 
next Friday you're on a job. He said, I sold the business to uh, to a local local person. And, and I, I mean, I still remember it to this day. I was just flabbergasted. And, and I said, well, am I supposed to go work for him or what? Or, you know, I mean, you know, it just felt like the world was crumbling around you. And he said, you, you can go interview for a job. So, <laughs> and I hung up the phone and, and I, I told my wife at that time and, you know, and uh, I, I just dove into the house and worked all weekend. And I went and talked to this other company and um, he was, uh, he cut my salary by a third because I worked on a salary plus commission. Yeah. And I was yeah. A third, third less pay. And I told him all the stuff I was doing. I was bidding the jobs and I'm doing all this work. And, and uh, he goes, I, I can't pay my tax anymore. Net, and that's all it is. I stood up, shook his hand, walked out the door. He goes, you can start on Monday. I said, no, thank you. And I just walked out. I just, you know, I wasn't smart ass about it or anything. I just walked out. Yeah. And, so, so let's just stop there. You're yeah. building a house. And you yep. were done. You're done with this guy. All of a sudden, and then you were in there, and, and they thought there was something going to happen, and you were going. They were going to get you on the cheap or something, and you just said, "No, I'm going to walk. I, I'll, I'll figure out something else." Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and mind you, I didn't. I mean, I didn't have any uh, paychecks coming in or anything. Yeah. 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 So, um, but that was Friday. He told me that, and then the Monday I went and and talked to him about it. So, and I walked out. And I picked up the phone and called my wife at that time. And I told her what happened. And I says, I know I can make, you know, I know I can make as much as they're offering me at that place. I know I can make that on my own. Yeah. And um, that was pretty close to right around uh, the end of uh, 2000, I think it was roughly in there. And, uh, and I picked up, I, I made it back to the, to uh, well, we were living in a trailer house in Volga at that time, and I made it back there, and I picked up the phone, and I started making phone calls to my existing to existing customers. Yeah, and um, I talked to uh, the guys in Sydney, Nebraska, and I talked them into letting me bid that project down there because they knew me. And um, I bid it. I got it. I didn't have a. I didn't have a, a, a bank account. I didn't have like credit. I didn't have anything, man. I mean, I had a credit card, and that was it. And, <laughs> and I landed a, an eight. I remember it, it was right around eighty nine thousand dollar job. And I thought, yeah. how am I going to do this? And um, I went and told the city exactly you know, my financial situation. I says, I, I can do this job. I know I can, and, um, but, I, but I, I don't have any cash to do it. Um, and, you know, they worked with me, you know, by, yeah, the grace, yeah. by the grace of God, they worked with me and, and uh, I made it through that project. And I, I want you to know that there's still a customer today because we are literally taking out the equipment I stall, installed 20 years ago. And we're putting new stuff in right now. And in fact, I just seen it in the shop. So, oh wow, that's something. That's it, something. It, that is that is really really cool. And and I think that says a lot about our company too. You know, so yeah. 
Well, I think one of the things that, and this is this is awesome because one of the reasons why I wanted you and 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 I want I'm getting other business owners on here is because a lot of people, just like in sports and other people, they see successful people and they go, "Oh man, this should be you." But what they don't understand is the deep, the deep digging. And like you were just talking about that first man, you were hanging in the wind there. You were right. you hung it in the wind hard. And, yep. and, you know, you got the first thing, worked really hard at it, and then you moved on. And uh, that's, that's what I want people to understand from these kind of things is that it's a grind. It's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not, that I, it's not that you don't love it and that it's not that it's, that it's not great, but it's hard. Oh, yes, it is. It is. And um, it is very hard. And it is it is definitely not a, a, a nine to five, eight to five, eight to four, whatever job. I mean, it is, you know, you you uh, live if and I shouldn't say this. It's not every business is probably this way. I just know I'm just going to say for this business anyway. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I quit hunting. I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go play darts. I didn't go bowling. I, I didn't yeah. do anything. You know, yeah. I had my two daughters and when I was working, I worked and yeah. any spare time I had was with family. You know? Yeah. Um, so. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. You were supporting facilities that were 24 seven though. That's one of the other things that's unique about your business. When you support facilities that never shut down and you are the business in the beginning, as you were there, yeah. there isn't much reprieve. There was many times. I can remember walking into uh, our parents' house, you know, and for Christmas or something, you know, or or even my own house, and then all of a sudden the phone rings and you gotta go. There's you don't have anything, you know. It's either you go do it or they're gonna find somebody else to do it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Yeah. With technology today, um, you know, with the internet and everything, it's it's definitely a lot easier because you can troubleshoot a lot of stuff from remotely, but um, we still have guys on site, you know, so yeah, back then it was, well, it was me and, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you didn't have anybody else to turn to. So, um, yeah. So when so, was it that you started hiring people and things started to take off? So, um, uh, Brian Evans, um, yeah. who's been with, uh, with me the longest anyway, um, it was shortly after I got that Sydney job. Yeah. So he worked for Ecolab Engineering and he went around and did CIP systems all around the United States. Um, and uh, so he went around programming them and, and starting them up. And, and uh, I mean, he went all over the dang place. But anyway, he had uh, a couple weeks vacation in uh, 2001 there you know, that summer sometime in there when we started that project down there. And I don't think it really kicked off till right that fall. But anyway, um, he came down there for a couple of weeks and helped me out to put that whole system in because I think they, if I remember right, there's like 30 some wells down there or something like that. I, and with towers and water towers and everything and back to their, uh, back no. to their, 
just so people know you you what you do at that what you were doing at that time is you were re you set up all the control systems and the electrical panels and stuff and the the control systems to run a rural water system for the city correct right yeah so if you can envision this you 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 have like for this these guys did not have a water treatment plant their water was good enough so they could actually pump it and chemically treat it yeah. and then put it into the towers you know so yeah. um so, but basically you have, but there's, there's, there's like, uh, you know, they still have their turbidity meters and their pH meters and there's certain wells and there's certain wells they want to flow so much because they, uh, and then they had a, what they call a mixing station that it goes through. So it mixes and, and it meets the EPA regulations that way, but then it goes out to the towers. So then yep. you're communicating uh, at that time, it was uh, 900 megahertz uh, wireless radios, spread spectrum. Um, and it was, you know, it was a slower baud rate back then. But uh, I think now they're putting like 2.4 gig or whatever, 5 gig yeah. or something. Yeah. Now. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so we set up all them towers. Uh, we put the mask up. We put the antennas up. Um, yeah. we, we retrofitted the existing panels and put the new... Uh, new PLCs in there and yeah and it did all the programming and started up and then but you have to do it in a way of course you need to keep the water going you know so yeah. um it's time consuming um so you can't shut down stuff down for very long at all but yeah so yeah it, it is definitely time consuming and and uh but it was a good project yeah but so Brian was down there and and uh um we uh uh, I kept talking him into. I said, "Man, you need to come work with me, man. You need to come work with me, man." <laughs> and I remember him being on the phone with his dad, and he goes, "I don't think that's a good idea, Brian." <laughs> I said, "You know, I, I I really respect your dad, but I think he's wrong." <laughs> and Brian had, at that time, he had. Uh, Three or three kids, I think it was. Yeah, three or four, I don't remember. So anyway, he came to work. You know, it was shortly after that, probably about six months after that, you know, he came to work. It was in 2002, roughly. And he's been with us ever since, of course. You know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So Brian was your first employee. And then and then uh, you guys started, you, you were doing water systems and other municipal or industrial kind of, uh, automation and and that kind of stuff, and then you started wastewater treatment system or wastewater treatment municipal wastewater treatment automation yep. projects. Yep, yep. And it, it was you know since being in a rural um, community, we had to travel a ways. But um, you know it's it, it uh, we, we started out of course local, and there was quite a bit of work for us locally. But we did water wastewater treatment plants, um, and then you know we got into grain facilities. Yep. Um, cause there's controls everywhere. And, and, uh, especially like in the ethanol plants, when, uh, Brian first started coming out, we, uh, we did a lot of, uh, programming for, uh, Brian on, uh, the DCS systems. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so, and then they would tie the DCS systems to a lot of, uh, Rockwell, uh, PLCs. So, I mean, we, we got involved in a lot of that stuff too. So over the years, but. Yeah, so I mean, there it, being in the Midwest, you got involved in a lot of different, a lot of different industries. 
So yep. Well, and then you and then you uh, um, brought you had some other partners. How did how did the how did the, the the whole transition into into the partners that was was a little different thing? Because this this is like this is like when you're sitting down at the table and and you you're you're I don't know you're playing basketball. And Michael Jordan steps up and hey, we want to play a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was like that. So so in about two thousand and three. Because mind you, I didn't know anything about business, you know, but we were making it, Evans and I were. And I didn't know anything about business. So about six months, you know, Evans came in there and roughly in 2002, yeah. 2000, and sometime in there in 2003. Yep. Um, I got hooked up with another guy in, out of Fargo and I didn't learn my lesson. Um, the only lesson <laughs> I learned is I, I signed some paperwork saying I owned a, a certain amount of money or a certain amount of stock in the company. Yeah. So I, I learned that much. But what I didn't learn is, is you need to be open book with everybody because yeah. if you can't see cash coming in and out, it's pretty easy to steal money. If you're, if you're the only person. Yeah. Yeah. Running the books. So um, this gentleman happened to be out of North Dakota and, and, uh, um, uh, uh, We'll fast forward to 2006 when he uh, I caught him. I kind of knew he was, but then I kind of uh, got to the point where um, another gentleman, Mike Wavra, who's my partner today, um, and I were working together. And Mike joined the company in 2003. Um, the gentleman that is no longer a partner actually introduced me to Mike. So it's, it's yeah. funny, funny how the good Lord works, you know. Yep. Um, and, um, that's another thing too. I give all the credit to the good Lord because I guarantee you this, this dumb little farm boy right here could have never done it on his own. I mean, I put a lot of work in, 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 in the blood, sweat, and tears, but he pre presents us with the opportunities, yeah. you know, so, yeah. but anyway, um, uh, so by getting this other partner in North Dakota, um, allowed me to meet Mike Wabra. And uh, that led to different work at Lamb Weston in a French fry factory in Park Rapids, Minnesota, where I met Dick Bogart. So in 2006, I found out, you know, that uh, at the beginning of 2006, found out Jeff was stealing a lot of money out of that company. Um, and um, we were doing a project out in Boardman, Oregon for, uh, for a gentleman uh, by the name of Ron Offit. And who worked for Ron Offit was Dick Bogart. Yeah. And we were doing a project out in Boardman, Oregon. And we were flying back, Dick Bogart and I were. And uh, um, he got me bumped up to first class. And I'm sitting alongside of him and, and it was like, I don't know, seven o'clock in the morning. And I think we flew out of Spokane and, and uh, I said, man, I wish I had some coffee creamer. <laughs> he goes, I got something better. And he brings out the little bottle of Bailey's, and, you know, <laughs> he's my customer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> So we had, you know, I don't know. We went from Spokane to Minneapolis and, you know, so two and a half hour flight, whatever it is. We had I don't know, a few few of them, 
And uh, we're getting the giggle and the laughing. And I told him what was going on with the existing partner. And I said, how would you like to be a partner in DSI? <laughs> so you and, asked him. Yep. Yep. Oh, I said, how would you like to be a partner in DSI? And he looked at me. And he said, could Ron be partner in there too? And I said, I'm open for anything. I'm, I'm, I'm here to talk about it. He goes, let me talk to Ron. So it wasn't, you know, a week later and, and uh, he called me up and said, we'll do it. He said, we'll each do. So Mike Opera, myself and Ron Offit and Dick Bogart, we all th threw 75,000 into the pot, which I had to take a second mortgage out of my house. <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, we all threw it in the pot in 2006. And we all became partners then. Yeah. So so now for people that don't understand North Dakota and Ron Offit, um, RDO equipment, people in the West and a lot of across the United States will understand Ron owns more, well, his his corporations own more John Deere dealerships than, than anyone in the world. He's got more potato processing plants, I believe in the United, oh no, he grows more potato acres than anyone in the United States. Yeah. And uh, in North Dakota, Ron is, 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 uh, they know who he is. Yeah. 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 You, can, you can search their RDO or Ron off it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. His, so you're his, sitting here, you're sitting here. The thing is, so it's something about this is because you guys are this, this little company and, yeah. and now you have this, this, this huge presence. Yeah. So how did that change things? You know, um, it really, as far as like DSI, the company itself, it's not like it brought us a bunch of work or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it did is, is it, it allowed us to go to a bank that Ron banked at. And even though Ron, we are all, you know, on the hook for 25% of whatever we did. Yeah, yeah. This guy says to us, he goes, uh, the banker says, well, I've known Ron for, you know, worked with him for about 12 years now, roughly. And anything that guy touches, it turns to gold. <laughs> so, so, cause we went to us bank to try to get a, a business loan and they, and we showed them our business plan and they said, never happened. Okay. So we went to a local bank in West Fargo and which was the bank that Ron worked bank. He used, did some of his banking there anyway, they knew Ron and that allowed us to get that, you know, that, uh, that operating note. Um, we still had the $300,000. So we took that $300,000. We did an asset purchase from the, actually myself, yeah. and the, old, the old partner and we just moved the assets over here. Yeah. We didn't even have to change company name or anything and, and yeah. eliminated the, the crooked partner and um, and then we were off. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that had to be exciting when you were able to do that and, and then Very. start off. Very. And so we're talking, this is 2006 and it wasn't much longer after that when, when you were, you looked around and you said, I, I North Dakota has got more work than, than, uh, water treatment plants and, and rural water systems. It, yeah. And, you know, I mean, we were always looking for work. I mean, uh, um, 
just to keep busy and, and, um, you know, 2006 and, um, and seven, you know, so we were doing work around North Dakota and South Dakota and Iowa, uh, Nebraska, um, a little bit over in Wyoming, some in Montana. Um, and then, um, 2008, nine hit. Oh my God. And I want you to know that in 2006, the first time that we, Dick Bogart came in and he set up our accounting system. And that was the first time that I really understood what a PL and a balance sheet was, you know, so, yeah. and the true cost of doing business. Um, without that, I don't know how any company can make it. I mean, yeah. small, big, whatever. Without that, you, if you don't know where you're going or uh, where you're coming from or, you know, you, you can't, I mean, it's just like, it was like driving blind, you know? So yeah. anyway, I can't stress that enough, but anyway, um, 2008, nine, you know, when the recession was there, um, we were, we literally were hanging on by the skin of our teeth and um, we had a line of credit of $800,000 and we maxed it out. We were like at 840, the bank let us go up to. And of course I had the second mortgage on the house. <laughs> and, uh, um, and I think Mike did too, you know? And, um, so we, we had, we built up enough assets that we could get a asset loan on top yeah. of that for 400,000. And the bank said, okay, we'll do it. And I, I got to give them guys credit up there. Um, Todd Zabel is, is the, the bank president up there. And I, I can't thank that guy enough for working with us. I mean, he's, um, he just seen something in us and, and, but you know, he had collateral too, but it, he yeah. had, he just seen something, I guess, in us. And, and, uh, and we, and with that, we prayed a lot and, um, uh, Dick says to me one day, he says, uh, Craig, I'm hearing some noise about North Dakota and oil. He said, you need to go up there. And I, I got scared. First time I really got scared. I was like, I don't know anything about oil. You know, I'm like yeah. oil explosions. You know, I, I, I don't know anything about it, but um, it got to the point where it was either that or nothing. I mean, yeah. we pulls the doors. And so I packed my da- bags and, and I went up to Minot, North Dakota, and I started knocking on doors. I just got a list of oil companies were up there. And lo and behold, there was this little, little uh, hole in the wall office. And it was uh, a company that used to be Standard Oil, but Hess bought about. And um, I walked in there and and I put the best sale on I could. And this James Wesselman was the guy, I remember him. He says, can you really do all that stuff? I said, yes, we can. And uh, um, so I started out. What I do, I went out and trouble, trouble shot uh, some fiber optic lines with them. And I was out there with a Hess engineer and um, and I figured out the problem and, and uh, um, Lo and behold, today they're our biggest customer still. Yeah, you know uh, we build uh, we build ESP trailers for them today. We build uh, 
Um, we do tons of electrical work for them, automation. We, we do a lot of maintenance work for them. Um, but so I started out doing that. And then all of a sudden we started doing a lot of programming. And then we actually come in and they got rid of their automation company that was there. And DSI moved in. Yeah. And we started doing all their cause and effects and, and doing all their programming. And we built all their programs for their wells they're currently using today. Um, and um, Hess was such a great company and they are a great company to work with. I mean, it was, they're a blessing um, to, to be able to work with a, a, such a good company and an ethical company. Yeah. Um, so in 2012, mind you, we didn't do electrical. We were just automation in a panel shop. Yeah. And in 2012, they asked us, um, can you guys do electrical? And, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> I told them exactly. I never lied to them. I said, hey, we don't do it, but here's what we can do. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So we went to the city of Stanley, North Dakota, talked to them. They let us rent some land that we put a small little building on, which we ended up buying from them and um, started our electrical company. And I told, told my partners, I said, if I can get my, my old instructor from school, Tony Russell, he's got a master license. I said, that guy is so smart. I said, if we can get him up there, I said, I guarantee you that that's going to work. And at 2010, for some reason, I was kept, I always kept in touch. I was on the, uh, uh, on the board for that school and uh, helped them try to build up that automation class. But I was kept in touch with Tony and I said, someday you're going to come work with us. Someday you're going to come work with us. And in 2012, I called him and he says, wife said we can move. And he picked up, he sold everything in South Dakota, moved to North Dakota. And it's been running awesome since, you know? Yeah. So, um, uh, so in 2012, we started that. And of course, when oil went up to hundred bucks a barrel, I mean, it was just unreal. The amount of work um, that we did. And um, well, and they were drilling, they had 200 rigs up there in total in the Bakken at one time or close to it. Yeah, and, it was, and, you know, it was nuts. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was nuts. And we were up to, I don't know, 110 probably people up there. And um, we, we, other customers come to us and wanted us to do work, but we would literally fail. It actually gave us a bad name in some people's eyes because we were growing so fast that we couldn't handle it. Yeah. So you can grow too fast. Yeah. Not organized. Yeah. You got to get organized to be able to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then 2016 hit. So at that time we were, DSI was in Sioux Falls. We still were doing water, wastewater, doing yeah. all the agriculture stuff. We had the, the shop in Grand Forks. Um, and then, uh, and we had the shop out in Stanley, North Dakota. And then the oil started going the other way. And then it went down 26 bucks a barrel. Well, you know, our revenue dropped in half. Yeah. And, um, but we've always been a very thrifty, uh, you know, we don't have a Taj Mahal. We got very 
Yeah. I mean, we're a debt, we're a debt free company, and and we've always uh, saved for the rainy days, um, if you will. But in 2016, you know, I in in 14 when things were booming, I kept telling the guys, I said, "Hey, we should go look in Texas." And they looked at us, looked at me like we can't handle the work here. That's actually what they said. And I said, "But someday it's gonna it's gonna dry up. It will. It will. We need to we need to get more diverse." different customers and, and spread this out. We can't rely on basically one customer um, because we literally 95% of our revenue was from that one customer. Yeah. Um, so uh, in 2016, when things were slower, um, I packed my bags and, and uh, went down to uh, Midland and I looked around a little bit and, but Earlier in the year, I got a booth uh, at the oil and gas show in Odessa, Texas. It's an international oil show. Happens twice or once every other year. And I knew nothing about it, but everybody said, oh, you'll never get a booth. Well, I got a booth because somebody backed out. I got a booth. And I think. Yeah. So. October 2016, I go down there and 38, over 38,000 people came through that door for that show the first day. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And, the, and the people I talked to and the amount of work, I was like, wow. Um, I walked over to the, to the, uh, one of the distributors down there that sells Rockwell and I shook their hand and I said, we're coming to Texas. The guy says, call me when you get brick and mortar down there. Okay. So packed the bags after the show, went back up, got back down there. I was back down there in November, December, February 14th. I moved in the house down there in Midland, Texas. I had, we, uh, two days after that, we bought our shop, walked up into the rentals, said, how you doing? Do you remember me? No. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I remember you. Um, we're here. You got brick and mortar. Yep. They, they have been an ally of ours. Just they accepted us with open arms down there because there's not a lot of automation companies down there. So yeah. we opened up a panel shop down there too. Yeah. And um, literally we, we doubled, not doubled the first, like 2017 was slow but then 18 yeah. and it just took off for us and a third more revenue we brought in yeah. from down there. Um, and then uh, 2019 was our best year ever for DSI yeah. and, and with the diversity that we did um, with all the different customers. Cause now today we have at the same time, shortly after I, we, uh, we opened that branch in, in Midland, we went over to Carlsbad, New Mexico, and we got a uh, basically a laydown yard. It's it's yeah. a small over there, but that way we, we could cover the Permian and Delaware too. Um, but today we have six locations. We got Douglas, Wyoming, uh, Stanley, North Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Midland, Texas, and uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico. Yeah. So yeah. we can come, um, and we've done work all over the United States. Um, I, I, it is, it has been such a ride 
And I'm very, very proud to say that in uh, um, September 23rd of this year, um, through all the, the COVID and the oil prices being down, we've still been profitable, but we were able to uh, become 100% ESOP owned. Yeah. We have such good employees that uh, um, I can't thank the Lord enough for all these good employees and what they've done for us. Um, I'm, I'm telling everybody, man, the more you invest in your employees, yeah, the, the, the bigger, the better, the better your company is going to run, the, the more attitude or the better attitude they're going to have. I mean, invest in your employees. Yeah. Um, and last year, um, um, you know, I, I, um, last year our gross revenue hit a little over 43 million. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, it just, it's been an amazing ride. I look forward to the future. Um, of course, this year we're down. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but we're still profitable, and that's yeah. that's what that's what I tell everybody is that we 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 tightened our hatches down, and and uh, um, we in uh, our and just to let everybody know, we we didn't lay people off, but we had people quit. In our, especially on the electrical side, um, and even some of the automation side, these guys travel, right? We're traveling companies. Yeah. And we had to clamp everybody down to 40 hours. And some of these guys were pushing brooms and they travel, right? Yeah. And if they're not working seven days a week, they're going to leave. And yeah. We had, we actually had quite a few people leave. We had about 30 people leave, you know? Yeah. But um, so at the same time, though, uh, Anybody that did want to stay, we, you know, yeah, we, we, we invest in training and, and I yeah. mean, so it's not that you're not just standing around. We, we, uh, we got, we, uh, fiber optics down there in, in Texas. Now we built this nice trailer for, um, so we can do climate controlled fusion splicing. And then we was sent, uh, we brought in a guy that he actually trained six of our employees. Um, we, uh, Ignition, which is another HMI software. We have two two of our programmers now that are gold Ignition programmers, and they're actually on the web. You spent, you spent invested in your people, and, and yeah, your is go better, farther, faster yeah. next time when it comes back. Exactly, exactly. So we're invested in in, in training and stuff, and and you would think, you know, uh, and then also too, we invested in marketing. We hired a couple more salespeople, and, and yeah. um, so we're beating the streets and we're saying, Hey, we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. We're still here. You know? And, and we would get a little bit of work trickling in, trickling in, trickling in. So it, it, it's all paid off. It really yeah. has, yeah. you know, but so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's in a nutshell, that's, that's the last 20 years of my life. And, and, yeah. and, and everybody says, let's, let's talk a little, you know, so the business is awesome, dude. I, I just, you know, it's such a cool ride. And, and it, you know, I, I see those times and, and I know that if someone listens to this and, and goes through it, they're going to understand, you know, it, it, you look at it today, it's, it's a sizable business, you know, yeah. but they don't understand the struggle and the, and the, the heartache and the challenges and the, and the things that you overcome to get there. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool to hear that from you and, and, uh, and, and stuff. So, um, a couple other things, though, 
I, I do have to ask now, you know, it, and I'd mentioned this at the beginning, but you're my brother. I think, you know, without a doubt, you own the record in our family of four brothers or four boys for the, the most amount of speeding tickets. <laughs> I don't know that, but I would, I would guess because you have a lawyer on staff, don't you almost? <laughs> speeding tickets? Put it to you this way. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing. I didn't get all them tickets in South Dakota because I probably wouldn't have a license. Okay. So. Okay, yeah. that's that's one of the things because because you 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 hold a couple records in our household and I think one is speeding tickets that's yeah. for sure without a doubt and I think you're still building that record and and leaving everybody else in the dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, it's, been, it's been six months though, probably since I had. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, six months. That's that's that is that a is that a good that's a good thing then. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. And then the other record you hold is you were in the hospital more than anyone out of our whole family in a life. And I and and you're I believe you're the only one that was air flighted. Were you air flighted or was it just no, an ambulance? No, no, just an ambulance. Just an ambulance. Yeah. 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 yeah so so that, yeah. that's the other record you hold in our family. But no, it's it's uh I do have another, I do have another dirt bike. By the way so yeah i know i saw that i saw that yeah <laughs> you do have another dirt bike yeah well hopefully age has helped it, it is uh it's amazing when you jump on it's it's only a, a 250 and it's a two-stroke uh ktm but yeah um, it's amazing how smart you get when you get older yeah so, <laughs> and i'm not gonna say fear i'm just gonna say you yeah maybe there's a little fear but yeah 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 so yeah well and then there's 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 another important thing that happened to you uh earlier this year is is uh you became a grandfather yes i did yes i did it is she is the it is so uh, it's just unreal it's just unreal to have that grandchild uh, yeah. you know the two daughters and and the ones married and and they just had their first child and yeah it is she is going to be four months here at the end of this month, four months old. And I got to watch her the other night, all night long. And uh, she's a very happy baby. Um, I will tell you this, that uh, I did not sleep much because I was, yeah, I was, just, <laughs> I was worried, you know? So, You're a grandpa. You're a grandpa. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but it, yeah, she is, she's adorable and going to see her next week again. So I'm excited for that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. awesome, Craig. I, Hey, it was fun having you stop by and talk about your business. And I know that people are listening, uh, really appreciate that hearing from somebody that, you know, built it from the ground up. And that's really what I was, I was hoping. Cause, um, like I said, at the beginning, a lot of people see the businesses at the end, but they don't understand what it took to get there. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely was worth it, you know, but I thank the Lord every day morning. Yeah. And I, I'm always thanking him for, for the opportunity and, um, the, 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 the uh strength to keep going um, yeah but yeah oh that's what it is a lot of times it's just get back up <laughs> it is it is you gotta you're gonna get punched in the gut so many times and if you keep getting back up and and, tr and try to make the right smart decision yeah. hopefully you do and yeah you know and then and i pray about it a lot and try to make the right decision and you know so um yeah knock, knock on wood it's it's been working so yeah, yeah. 
Good stuff. Hopefully well, we can do it in another 10 years, do the same thing. I don't know. We'll see. So Yeah, I think you will. I think you will. Well, thanks for being here today, Craig. Thanks for being there with us uh, on LinkedIn Live there. And I'm going to shut her down for now. All right. Thanks.